Hey, my name is Michael Rosenberg, and I want to welcome you to the Entrepreneur's Connection Show. In this show, we are going to share the tactics, the tricks, the mindset about how you, a coach, consultant, expert, can connect authentically and genuinely with your audience, with your target clients, so that you can create an impact out in the world. And for me, this changed everything. I went from going from you know, slamming the phones, cold calling to genuinely connecting with people and creating amazing relationships. And if you want to do the same, then I can't wait for you to hear everything that we've got all the amazing experts right here on the Entrepreneurs Connection Show. Welcome to the Entrepreneurs Connection Show. I'm so flipping excited to be on the call right now with Torin Molesworth. And he is a personal trainer gone online with exercise and nutrition coaching to help men and women lose weight, gain lean muscle, and melt away insecurities without some strict diets. And nobody wants the strict diets. People just want to live. So Torin, thank you so much for being here today. I'm just going to pass it right over to you. You know, would you share with us kind of how you got started being a coach and what inspired you to do that? And then like, what are you doing now? How, you know, and tell us a little bit more, more about what you do and why you do it. Yeah, sure. Um, first off, Michael, I just want to say thanks for having me on the show. Um, it's kind of funny. Um, Michael basically reached out to me and he's like, oh, could you just like rate and review it? And I was like, oh, I was hoping you'd like invite me on. So I'm glad we can get me on the show. A um, little bit about me. I was a personal, I've been a personal trainer for about three, three years, a little over three years. Um, started, got a nutrition coaching certification through Precision Nutrition at the start of the year. Um, really flipped the way I kind of thought because it was more about coaching people. And it wasn't necessarily about like, hey, like you just need to tell people what to do. It's like, no, like you need to ask questions and you really need to dig deep and you need to figure out who people are. Um, and it was a really cool like mindset switch. But before I got to the point where I'm at now, where I'm honestly getting quite a few clients month by month. Um, and really loving what I do. I actually started, like I said, with personal training. And I remember it was, uh, my journey really started when I was, I want to say when I was 18 and I had a buddy that he was engaged at the time and him and his fiance decided to end it. And he was just like in the pits, the pits, you know, <laughs> like he's a young guy like me. I think he was 19 or 20 and this engagement came to an end. We both worked at the same restaurant, a place called Nilsson's Frozen Custard. But I remember I started working with him and I didn't know what I was doing. I was 18 years old, right? Oh, like I just, I just did my football workouts. Um, and it may not sound like a lot, but I remember when I, we started working together and just had him do what I was doing, you know, some basic barbell work with some squatting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And just working with him, it really like, you could tell he started to become a little more confident and started to be happier and kind of just seeing the benefits of just raw exercise and kind of taking care of your body. And he was big into like uh, um, some type of karate. I think it was jujitsu or whichever one's like mostly kicking. And he's like, yeah, dude, like since we've been like going to the gym and stuff, um, I've been able to see like when I kick, like I have a lot more stability in my core. And it's just like, it may sound dumb, but it was just like a big moment for me. Like, wow, like I've helped to this person. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. <laughs> small impacts, right? That's awesome. No, and I, I, you say it's small, but I think it's huge. You know, I think that there's every shift that you're able to help someone live a stronger, healthier, more, just like more vibrant life is 
powerful and impactful. So I think that that is a really powerful story. So you got this result for this one gentleman. And then how did you kind of start transitioning to what you're doing today? Um, so it's a pretty long story, right? Because that was when I was 18. I'm 24 now. Um, but uh, honestly, I served a church mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And cool. I served in the Philippines. So third world country was kind of crazy. I remember sometimes you just don't have water for three hours and that's just the way it is. <laughs> Right. So yeah. it gives you a lot of perspective on how like the other half of the world lives. And then obviously like the point was to like talk about Jesus Christ and help people and help them come to God. Right. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, like after that experience, it was about two years. Um, it was like, I still wanted to find a form to help people, but like in my church, it's not a paid position to teach in the church or anything. Like it's something you do as like more of a service calling. So that's not a career path that I could take. Right. Yeah. Um, into like being a clergyman or something like that. So I always like was trying to find something that would help like uh, help me help other people because that's where I felt like I had the most reward in what I was doing. And so I remember kind of was in the gym again, just kind of going job to job. I worked for a pest control company. They're like, you'd be a great salesman. And I was like, I don't really care about pest control. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I was just like, I remember I started training my cousin for want fun. And then I was like, well, I could probably do this for a career. Started personal training and just like seeing little benefits here and there. I kind of was my friend. Like I had this lady I was working with and she just wasn't the most mobile lady. Um, her name was Roberta. And she, I remember she told me at work, like whenever she would have to like squat down to her locker or sometimes, cause just depending on where her locker was for the day, cause they didn't have it like overnight. She'd do either have to be like reaching over her head or she had to be like squatting down to her locker, whatever it was, like it was just really a struggle um, just to do simple things. And working with her, we were able to get her a place where she felt comfortable squatting. She felt comfortable moving, right? And that was always the recurring pattern is I just did a great job of helping people move better. But obviously like the biggest goal for most people is to lose weight. They wanna feel better in their bodies, right? They wanna be mm -hmm. happy to move around. They wanna be able to play with their kids. Um, they don't wanna be out of breath when they walk upstairs, right? So I kind of transitioned from personal training into nutrition. That's why I got the nutrition coaching certification. Yeah. And then just seeing the difference now, like I'm working with a girl, her name is Morgan, and she's lost like 20 pounds in, I want to say about six weeks. And then just getting a message from her saying, hey, like, because she's a college age student, um, she's 21, um, but she's like, yeah, I'm just not some fat girl in the mirror anymore. Like I've lost weight before and I've done it in a very unhealthy, um, in a healthy way, right? And mm -hmm. so she's like, now I'm actually learning like how to eat healthy, how to have good habits and how to change my nutrition for a better life. So I'm not just, like I said, she said, I'm just not some fat girl in the mirror anymore. Like I'm a human being that has worth. And I'm not saying that losing weight is everything. Like everyone has inherent worth, um, but there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve yourself or feel better about yourself. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, um, I think, there's something in what you just said that's really, really powerful. I might say that all the time, but there's something that you just said that's really powerful. And um, it reminds me of a quote that some that coach told me once, which was, you gain self-esteem by doing esteemable things. And what he meant by that was basically like, you say you're going to do something and then you follow through on it. And I think the same kind of principle applies when you're working with a coach or you're working to 
lose weight or improve your body. It's like, it's not only the losing the weight that raises your self-esteem. Obviously that definitely reflects because like when you look in the mirror, like literally it reflects back at you. But I think also just when you go after a dream or you like make a commitment to yourself and then you fulfill on it, it's like, you're like, wow, like I really did that. Like I really took something on it and I went through with it. Yeah, I agree. That's funny that you said that because that was the one of the points she made is she's like, yeah, I made this commitment to myself that I was going to lose the weight and I haven't been able to do it the right way. Like she lose it, it comes back on, which is super common with everyone doing like, that's why I say without strict diets, right? Because as soon as you like restrict something, it's like, you know how they say, don't think of the pink elephant, right? Or whatever it is. Yeah. And all you think about is the pink elephant. It's like, hey, no more pizza. Then all you think is like how much you want pizza, right? But it was really cool to see with her that she like that was her goal was she wanted to lose weight and now she's making it happen and i i know she's saying no to things because it isn't conducive with her goal right so mm-hmm. she's like has such a powerful why why she wants to lose the weight she's been she's been bullied a little bit about it and so just like her commitment to that goal and understanding like hey like i just want to do this for me and i want to do it because i've always wanted to do it and i'm going to make it happen and so it's like eating the junk or I don't even like to say bad. I don't like to say bad or good foods. I like to say foods that get us to our goal and foods that don't. Yeah. She's more likely to eat the foods that get us to our goal. Yeah, I love that. I think it's a really important distinction. Um, exactly what you said that basically like it's not good. Or it's not bad. It's just like, is it in line with helping you towards your goal or is it not? And it doesn't have to be right or wrong either way. Yeah, and especially when you have people that have food guilt or like they just feel I, I like to say this all the time. I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, hey, I'm not your like food bishop or your food priest. <laughs> right. Like you don't have to like be like, forgive me, father, if sinned, I ate a donut. Like that's not how it works. Just be accountable because um, a lot of my clients will have them send me just a picture of their food just to keep in check of like, hey, how are we eating? Helps them keep them accountable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hey, like it's okay that you ate the donut. Like it's not going to kill you. It's not going to like throw off everything. If we like just eat a little bit bad sometimes like, or sorry, in a way, see, I'm still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that isn't conducive to our goals. Um, Cause like ultimately the goal with anyone I work with is I want them to be in a similar position where I'm at. Um, Cause a little bit about me, like I, I've done the super strict meal plan thing. I've done the super low body fat. I got down to 8%. I was a 200 pounds, 8% body fat. And I just felt like so hungry all the time and just like angry all the time, <laughs> just like a constant hanger. And then I was creeping up to like, what was it? I was going like 205, 210. And I was not 8%, but I was like 10, 12, going on 15. And I just felt like so slow and athletic because I still like to participate in recreational activities right like Mm -hmm. football or basketball so now i'm like at the happy medium where i'm still around 200 but i sit 10 to 12 percent body fat um but i can still eat a pizza once a week or go out and go to a wings night you know what i mean yeah i feel like that's the balance that ultimately that i think everyone should have in their life it should never be all the time we have to eat in a way that is conducive to our goals and that's what you see is the problem with our honestly american society right is everyone's like oh you've got to be in a diet you got to try keto you got to try atkins whatever it is and then you can never eat a pancake again and it's like that's not living that's not real you know what i mean yeah it's not it's like a lot of those uh a lot of the diets they're made up in like a vacuum right and it's just like not the way that people live 
So I want to ask you a little bit more about a little bit more about you. What are some of your you know personal goals? I know you know you just I don't know if this was recently or if it was a while ago about finding this happy medium in like your own weight and your own you know um, muscle uh, yeah muscle composition body composition well uh, <laughs> but I'd love to hear a little bit more about your your business and your coaching business and like where where are you looking to grow it to or are you looking to grow it you know what does that look like for you what is a vision life for business in the next one or two years so I want to I think sometimes you have to define where you are right now and then you can define where you're going right so I, like I said, I've been a personal trainer and nutrition coach in person for so long. I started my journey, I actually started working with a coach as well. So it's funny, I heard your introduction and you're like, yeah, I started working with a coach and then it started happening. And I think that's really the difference, right? Is you've got to find a mentor that you can trust. So I've been very blessed to find one that has helped me tremendously. Shout out to Mohammed Malik, but anyways. Awesome, yeah. um, <laughs> Anyways, um, for me, I started this, I want to say about three, four months ago. Um, I'm steadily getting, I've worked with about 20 people so far, and that's just the start, right? And I'm, I like to say I'm very confident when I do, I'm very good at what I do, because I've done it for a long time. It was mm -hmm. just that coach helped me transition it online, which I honestly see, see better results with. I can provide more value. And so right now, with about the 20 people I've worked with, I would love if I, by the end of next year to have worked with at least like 300, right? So that's a pretty, pretty sizable goal, but I'm getting a lot of traction. And I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now. Um, so honestly, that would be the ultimate goal is that I'm a solo act right now, but ultimately I would want a team of coaches, probably two, three coaches by the end of next year. Um, probably around more realistically, 300 is pretty up there, but probably more realistically 30, a coach and then 30 for me. So about 120, 150 clients. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to stay, I'm a one-stop shop. So I do charge more than the average trainer or the average person, because I know what I can do and I know I get results. Right. Yeah. So the, that would be the ultimate goal is that I start scaling out my, um, team basically where I'm hiring a coach and then kind of transfer myself out of the business so I can work on the business, which mm -hmm. I'm sure you're well, well aware of yourself, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. How it's like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's a lot of the goals that a lot of coaches have, right. It's like, they, they want to have an impact on people and then they start hitting this point where they have enough clients to like live a good life, feel very comfortable. And like, and then they also want to continue to grow it. And at a certain point, you just run out of time and you're like, oh, wait, I actually can't serve 40 clients on my own doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with every single one of them every single week. Because then all of a sudden, I just I have a job again, but it's not a business, right? And so I think that that's a really great goal and that you're already like thinking about like, oh, like how am I going to grow this team? And what would you say is the what would you say is the biggest challenge that you might face between here where you are right now and like this next step, right? The next big step to get to that 300. Um, I think the biggest concern is for me, like I would hope that anyone that interacts with me can see the genuine person I am and the kind person I am. And so it's kind of hard with the brand, right? Because I called my company's called Fitness Feels Better Coaching. So when I say fitness feels better, right? Ultimately feeling better about yourself. And I need a team of coaches that can do that too. 
that can be genuine and kind as well. Um, so I think the biggest, the hardest thing or the biggest hurdle that would come from stopping my growth would be finding the right people, if that makes sense. Because I yeah. think I could build it out the right way, it could make it work. But if I lose that human kindness and genuine aspect of my business, which comes from me, and I lose it on hiring the wrong people, I think that would be a big turnoff for those who come into the system. The ones that like I've talked to and I've um, brought them into the program and then they get into a coach that they're like, well, they're not you, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it kind of, it's. I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people is you have to give up that control of like, hey, like I'm very good at what I do, but I now need to trust other people do what I have been doing, if that makes sense. And I think that would be the biggest struggle for me and a lot of people that are in the business sphere. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. 100%. Hmm. Okay, so now we've gotten, we've heard a little bit about the future. We've heard about the 300 people's lives being transformed by you and your team. We've heard a little bit of the struggle I'd love to hear a little bit about what, what well, I've got like th two or three questions. No, okay, number one, good. number one, <laughs> I've got like, why, um, why have the desire to like grow beyond where you are right now? Right? Like why have this, why do that? And then secondly, well, I'll get to the second one later. Like, why are you, why do you have this desire to grow the team like beyond where you are right now? I'd like to say two reasons. Um, one is selfish, right? And one isn't. And the selfish reason being, I just don't, like I grew up in a family where um, definitely money controlled the situation too much. And it just was, it like impacted me and impacted my two brothers, my sister, definitely impacted my parents. And so like, I don't want that for my future family. I don't want money to be an issue. Cause like when money controls you, that's a problem. And for me, and it's not even like I want to make more money. I just want to be free from that grind. Like I want to be free from the worry about like, okay, if my kid ends up in the hospital, am I going to be able to pay for it or not? Um, I think, I believe it was Grant Cardone. He talks about how like the middle class actually isn't the middle class. The middle class are the lawyers and the doctors because they can actually afford services and stuff like that. And so I, or like going to the hospital, I mean, so I think for me, ultimately, number one, I would say it's a little bit selfish, right? Because it is, it is a selfish pursuit, right? Businesses are for profit in a sense. But that being said, ultimately, it's just I want freedom for my family. And then the second being, I want to help as many people as I can possible. Like the, well, because like I've had a lot of mental health struggles when I was younger. I did struggled with depression a lot in high school and in, when I was 14, 15, 16 kind of bordering into 17, 18. And it was really like the weight room and taking care of my body that really turned it around for me. And that's why, that's why I'm with the line fitness feels better. Um, I don't love the Instagram, the fitness culture at this time, because it's all about like aesthetics looking better than everybody else. And I'm not, I don't love that. <laughs> I'm a fan of like, Hey, this is your own journey. This is about you becoming a better person through fitness. And ultimately, when you take care of your fitness and feel better, you become more disciplined for other aspects of your life. Um, I have a client I'm working with. He's lost 10 pounds in a month, but his body comp composition has changed tremendously. Like he has, like his stomach is gone. He doesn't have a six pack yet. We're getting there, right? It's only been a month. Mm -hmm. 
but just the carryover effect of him telling me like, yeah, I don't just, I'm not at my phone all night screwing around. I'd go to bed because I know I need sleep. And then I wake up in the morning and I just start moving. Whereas before we started this journey together, he's laying in bed every day in the morning for an hour or two, just not motivated for life. Um, so it's like when you can make that change on one person and you can help them become a better person, right? Through fitness and through taking care of themselves and learning proper habits and learning how to eat for their body. And it has that carryover effect for not only just fitness and nutrition, but with dating, with career, with anything they're doing in life, being more disciplined in this sphere, it affects other spheres too. And I think ultimately for me, the more impact I can have on more people, that would be the ultimate goal, right? Would be that I've, because that's the struggle I've been through and that's a struggle I want to help other people been through to go through and so when they see those positive changes in their lives they'll start believing in themselves and empower themselves to change their life does that make sense yeah 100 percent. i i hear number one that you want to have freedom for yourself and your family and number two you want um just relaying back a story that you said it's just like you have a client who now that they're exercising and they're becoming more disciplined not only are they you know losing the weight that's great but they're waking up and they're being motivated to live their best life and to really like transform everything that they do and you want to be able to bring that to as many people as possible exactly yeah so how have you been, because this is definitely like a, a little bit of a businessy podcast. So I'm curious, and there are other, so there are a lot of other coaches that are going to be listening to this. I'm curious, you know, how have you been connecting with your ideal clients on social media and even off of social media, but like what has been working for you as far as creating these clients that you've been able to help transform? defining who you are and I know that sounds probably that probably might sound weird but define who you are and what you do and then look for those people that are about the same thing I do a lot of organic outreach on Facebook so it's going through friends of friends it's going through relevant Facebook groups I'm adding people that I've connections with and that look like they fit my target market and I was uh, I was honestly never a fan of Cause like in the fitness sphere, everybody and their mom's like, oh, you have to have a niche. You have to have something very, very specific. Like you have to work with busy moms that are going through menopause that all have a dog named Lucky that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and like it works. I'm not denying it doesn't work. It's just, it wasn't me. I didn't like pigeonholing myself. Like there's people that I'm a lot more, I'm more general, but I still see results because I know what I know who I am and I attract those people, if that makes sense. And so yeah, when you, I reach out, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, can you tell me more about that and what, what you mean when you say, you know, I know myself and I, and I attract those people. What do you mean when you say that? Well, I think it's about what comes down to your value system and what you care about. So what I care about with fitness is I care about losing weight gaining lean muscle and then melting away insecurities. Cause that's what fitness did for me. It helped me become more confident. It helped me be who I am today, overcome my depressions and everything else in my life. It's improved my life tremendously. So, because I know like 
this is what fitness did for me. It helped me improve my life. It helped me feel better about myself. That's what I'm now looking for. And for me, I'm a big fan of the law of attraction. You attract what you are. So when you are a genuine hundred percent person, you attract those that genuinely are genuine as well. Right. So as long as I know that that is what I'm after, I have clearly defined, I want to help people that want to lose weight, gaining muscle and melt away their insecurities. That's a journey I've been through. I can be a leader in the sphere, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by knowing yourself is I know that about me. So now I know I can be a leader in that sphere. Now I search for those people that fit that demographic. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks for clarifying. Cause I think a lot of people feel the same way, you know, and I work with coaches and it's the same exact thing. It's like, oh, like, I'm not sure. Like my stuff could work for everybody. But finding that, I think, truth in yourself and connecting with that identity that you have about how your fitness or your coaching has transformed you and then sharing that definitely informs like the people that you're attracting. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I interrupted you. You were going to say something else about reaching out to people or something along those lines. Um, I think I just genuine with your outreach i remember i read so for everybody this podcast michael rosenberg was a hopeful client so i sent him a voice message and then he's like wow thanks for the personalized message right because like the thing is people don't hear voices enough nowadays um we are texting all the time we're messaging all the time um so many people are disingenuous in the online sphere um through organic outreach people just message their calendar link after the person replies or say like the old message be like hey how how's it going? And the person's like, good. And then they send them a calendar link, like, oh, great way to be a robot, right? Like you want people to open up to you. So you got to be a genuine human being. And you actually have to like, love people, or like be kind to people and relate with their problems and really dig deep into their problems. Um, I don't know, I just I do a lot of calls, I like to do two calls. First calls, just like a get to know you call. And then the second call will be like a more in depth, kind of nitty gritty, like, okay, what's really going on call. But I just think that like first contact with the prospect is so important. Like you just can't, like, I remember I called top golf cause I was in Arizona. I'm actually living in Utah, but I was in Arizona visiting some family and we call, I call top golf to like, Hey, like just want to talk to somebody, make reservations. Cause they do online, but it has to be the next day. But we're like, we want to go tonight. And so we call them and I get a bot. And then the bot just cycles me. I go through the number, the number pad, like, oh, hit seven for this. I'm like, okay, oh, hit five for this. Okay. And then it's like, oh, there's no available representatives um, available at this time. And then it hung up and I was like, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Top Golf. I feel, I feel so cared about right now. Wow. So like, I think the market is so focused on automation and automating systems that we're losing the human touch aspect. So if you keep the, human touch aspect you're not going to lose you're not going to lose sales you're not going to lose prospects because ultimately um then just a random thought like anytime we sell somebody we're not really selling them it's not like a slimy sale person right we're just trying to help them right and the money is an investment of time and so when they invest with us they're investing their time right because they Mm -hmm. use their time to work which gives them money so they're investing the time they've had into us so there's nothing so to, for those who are weird about sales, just keep that in mind. But uh, like I said, I think it's just so important that anything you do, you just remember that you're talking to a human being that has their own worries, their own needs, their own wants. Um, and if you can 
tap into those needs, wants, and desires, that's when you can truly help somebody. And that's when you get them on with you as a coach. Because if I'd say like, would you, what's the best majority of your viewership for this podcast? Would you say it's coaches or? Yeah, it's, it's coaches and, you know, entrepreneurs who, you know, are out to impact people. I think it's, it's mainly coach. It's going to be mainly coaches. Okay. Yeah. So for any coach, like you have to want to help people and you have to get to know your prospects. And so if you don't know the right questions to ask, or if you don't know how to get to somebody like, or get to know somebody, like you need to work on your people skills and you just need to have conversations and get comfortable asking questions that are sometimes uncomfortable to ask. Um, I mean, I talk to women all the time and I ask their weight all the time, right? Men aren't supposed to ask women their weight, right? Mm -hmm. But when you do it in a genuine way, they understand, hey, I'm asking your weight because like a doctor prescribing um, prescribing something for you, I'm doing the same thing. Like I want to know what's going on because when we know what's going on, we can help you change. We can help you get your desire, whether it be to lose 15, 20 pounds or look great for your wedding, right? Um, we can get you there. And once we know all the problems and we bring them to light, then we can discuss them so that we don't have an issue down the line where let's say you do come on as a client and then I'm coaching you and you're like, well, what about this issue? It's like, well, crap, because we talked about that before, it wouldn't have been a problem. Like a lot of times you have women that will come in and they'll say, yeah, I have issues with my hormones. And I'm like, yeah, but if I stuck you to a tree for a week and you didn't eat anything, would you lose weight? They're like, yeah, I'm like, exactly. Like hormones do play a role. But ultimately, if we eat the right foods and we take care of our body the right way, it's not going to be as big of an issue, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I like I liked everything that you said in there, Torin, for sure. I think uh, a big thing is um, really being curious to really find out and interact with your perfect clients and your dream clients. Because if you're not having, if you're not getting into conversations with them, asking them those difficult questions or asking them questions at all, then it's pretty challenging to, you know, make relationships and help people and serve people powerfully. So I think that that's like a golden piece of advice. Exactly. And then like, I think too, is like so many coaches are so desperate for, um, I don't know if desperate's the right word, but they just like try to get anyone in their program. And it's like, you can't take everybody. You're not going to be able to help everybody. There are people you will do very well with, and then there are people that you won't, and you should not help those people that you won't because it is not your responsibility. I remember I had one guy come in and I was kind of just asking him questions, trying to diagnose what's going on with his weight loss journey. And he, he got upset with me. He's like, yeah, I'm just, I think you're just like taking me through this like funnel and you're just trying to, trying to sell me and trying to get my money. Da, da, da. And I was like, you know what, man, like I'm here to help. And I just don't think you're going to be a good fit for the program. And so I turned him away. And I remember, I don't remember what book it was, but one of the quotes was, um, I forgot who it was. It was like Warren Buffett or something, but he said, uh, he's like, I don't know the best way to get rich, but I know the quickest way not to is to say yes to everything. <laughs> mm, yeah. I think that that's a wise piece of advice. I haven't, I've heard it, but I don't know who it's from, but I, I absolutely agree. And I think that that's, a really important lesson and because look at you Torin, you've got 20 clients currently and you're already thinking about oh like i need to get some other coaches you know i need to get some other coaches and you know a lot of people they think the same way that you were saying is like 
oh, like I can help everyone. Like I just got to get people into the program. Well, it's like, mm, if they, if they're not a good fit, then they're not going to get results and you're not going to get results. You're going to be unhappy. They're going to be unhappy. And it's just all a, a vicious circle. So yeah, I think that's, thanks for sharing that. I got, I got one more question for you, Torin, and it's really a pretty open question. And it's, is there anything that you wish you had shared today or any question you wish that I had asked that I haven't asked you already? Um, no, but I think I could leave with a word of advice to those who are uh, listening in. If that's okay with you. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, start now. I, uh, I kind of, I knew online, like I knew of this business model before I'd say about two years ago when I was 22. I was being, I was actually, I was at Anytime Fitness. I was a pretty successful trainer and I was looking at the model pretty seriously, but I shied away from it. And it's like, you just like what you're afraid of, you need to run to. And that's how you get results. I remember like all the time I'd get caught up into the website or I'd get caught up into um, how a landing page looked or whatever software I was using. Oh, what's the right software? And just get caught up in all this nonsense. At the end of the day, what gets you to your goal of owning a business, transferring yourself out of your job or getting yourself out of a crappy monetary situation where you can have more freedom is you just need to act. And by act, I mean, you need to talk to people and you need to figure out what their problems are and then you need to help them. There is no, you can't spend all your time on your website. You can't spend all your time looking at softwares or whatever it is. You need to take action. That's what's gonna get you out of the hole that you're possibly in, or if you're stuck somewhere and you don't know where to go, that's what's gonna get you out of it. And it honestly took me probably three years to figure that out. And like I've taken, I've taken consistent action for three months. Obviously with the holidays fell off a little bit here or there, but when you take consistent action to your goals in a way that's profitable, which means talking to people on the phone, in person, or whatever, whatever your form of selling is, that's how you're going to get to your goal. And that's where most of your time should be spent. It should be like 80% prospecting, selling, fulfilling, and then 20% all the technological stuff that really doesn't matter anyways, if you're good at what you do. Right. Yeah. Mm. That is a gem right there. <laughs> squeezing some juice on the end of this interview. Torrent, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect with you. And yeah, if they want to find out more and get in touch with you and make changes in their life, maybe, or just connect and, and collaborate possibly. Um, so I use a lot of, like a lot of what I do is for my personal profiles. So my Instagram is like super new, but you can find me at torrin.molesworth or even just Torin Molesworth on Facebook. And then I also have a free Facebook group for fat loss tips, tricks, and secrets called Fitness Feels Better, Fat Loss Tips, Tricks, and Secrets. Go ahead and request to join there. Perfect. Thanks so much for being on the show, Torin. This has been amazing. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Entrepreneur's Connection Show. I really appreciate you sticking around and listening. I hope you took away some really valuable gems. If you did, if you thought this was an amazing episode, go ahead, leave a rating, leave a review, and let us know what you think. And if you're looking to connect more with 
me with the guests, you can go ahead over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash quantum connectors. That is where we are all hanging out and uh, you can join the community of other listeners and other entrepreneurs and go-getters who are looking to create an amazing life for themselves. So I can't wait to see you there. Thank you again. Keep listening. Hit subscribe so you can get some more gems on the Entrepreneurs Connection Show.